0: How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live um, from Atlanta, Georgia. Joined once again by Ben Gorwitz on today, Monday, July 26, 2021. Ben, say what's up to the people.
1: What's going on, everyone? I hope everyone had a great weekend. Start off to a new week now. Great episode here. We got We got some shape-shifting in in, uh, in in sports, in the college athletics worlds. We have USA Basketball rant from from Thomas himself. <laughs> <laughs> we got some trade talk in the NBA.
0: Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about today, Ben. Um, first thing, we're going to go ahead and start it off with me being ranting a little bit. So, USA Basketball, obviously, as all you guys know, lost an absolutely embarrassing game yesterday to France at about, Uh, I guess the game ended about 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning that I woke up early to watch and was just way too angry too early in the morning for that all that but look I've read a lot of articles you can blame it on whatever you want to you can say this that and the other at the end of the day USA had about every single player on their roster better than any player on France except for maybe JaVale McGee and Kelden Johnson not being better than Rudy Gobert other than that I mean I don't care what anybody says. They play more as a team, whatever. There's zero excuses. It comes down to one single factor. That is Greg Popovich being just too old to be coaching basketball anymore. Finally, last night, I finally started to see some people correctly addressing the subject. And it honestly does feel like a lifetime achievement award to be the head coach of USA basketball. And it feels like that's what is for Greg Pop- Popovich. Ever since the NBA has switched to a warrior style of basketball, where you play an up-tempo offense, shoot a lot of threes, Um, not many two-pointers, mostly threes and dunks. Greg Popovich has had one good season ever since then. He has never been able to adjust to the new style of basketball once the entire NBA made the transition over. Look, Popovich's style of basketball worked in the era he coached in. I've heard people saying that it was all Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker. I'm going to disagree with that one. I'm going to say Pop knew how to coach in that era. He's just simply out of his era and he can't adjust to new basketball. The Spurs offense is a hard offense to learn. I mean, they say it takes two years, three years to learn that offense. Popovich is out here trying to run it with guys who don't even run that offense. It doesn't, this type of system doesn't even fit the players we have. We don't have, our best passer is Draymond Green, who's a forward. We don't have any guards or wings that are good passers. I mean, I would say Middleton and Holiday are the two next best passers on the team. We have like 20 different isolation scores and no just pure passer. I don't understand why Shrey Young, I mean, that's maybe being a homer, sure. Okay, why isn't De'Aaron Fox, LaMelo Ball, even Lonzo Ball, even Ja Morant on Team USA? All those guys are really good basketball players and would be the perfect point guard. I mean, in the past, we've had guys like, you know, we have LeBron, Chris Paul, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, just to name a few guys. I mean, right there, you have amazing passers. All these guys are ISO scores. Then on top of all the terrible coaching, Jason Tatum's the third best player on the team. Isn't even on the floor in the fourth quarter. I mean, there's just so many things to be annoyed with Greg Popich about. We lost in, to France in the uh, World Basketball Tournament, whatever they call I can't even remember what they call it right now, the FIBA Basketball Tournament, because he was trying to play Jason Tatum at center against Rudy Gobert. He was eating us alive on the boards. I mean, he's a moron. I, he should walk home from Tokyo.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to comment on any like in-game adjustments because I, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I was traveling back from Chicago over the weekend, and I agree with you on the part about Pop. Um, I mean, he—I I get that his roster isn't as stacked as it's been in in past, you know, coaching years for him. But I mean, the Spurs are—they're competitive, but they're—they literally like start every season, right? Like right now, the past couple seasons, fighting for the last playoff spot. The last couple of playoffs, but it's like they're not—they're mm-hmm. not good anymore. He, they don't have the talent. Um, you know, obviously, Team USA has the talent, but I, I don't want to talk about in-game adjustments. I'll leave that to you, since you watch the game and you watch a lot more—you know—Olympic basketball than I do. My point is this: is just like where's where's the pride? <laughs> we have the greatest basketball players around the world playing in the NBA. Some are from international. There's a lot that are American. And the fact that we can't – I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, it, it's tough to go – and major respect to to Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, who made the finals with their teams and flew immediately to Tokyo. Like, there's no rest on your body. I get that. But, but what are we doing here? I'm not saying, like, we have to beat every team like like Team USA used to, you know, by, like, 20, 30 Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest, the the opposing team would ask for autographs and pictures. Like, I, I that era might be over. I get that. There's, there's a lot of talented players internationally, but like we we shouldn't lose any game. Still, like play a close game, sure. The part that pisses me off the most is Doc or not Doc. I'm sorry. I'm in my mind. I always yell at Doc Rivers coaching. <laughs> is uh, Coach Popovich his excuses? His comments after losses. Like, what's he even talking about? It's just like he was like, why, why does everyone like think we should show up and beat everyone by seventeen or twenty points? I'm like,
0: because we should. Look at our,
1: yeah, look at our roster. I mean, <laughs> our like fourth or fifth best player is arguably a top ten player in the NBA, and I'm talking about Jason Tatum. So I mean, we should beat everyone by that much. My thing, it's just I I don't know if it's a pride factor. Like Damian Lillard's comment, I thought was a little strange. He's like. Whatever he, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. He said, like, these guys are like, who are they playing for the countries? Like, we don't see this talent. I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about Evan Fournier, um, who I think dropped around 28 points. And in the NBA, he's at best the third best player on any team he's on. He's probably not the third best player on the Celtics. So it's like, we, we can't defend him. Like, what are we doing here? I think you brought up, and this is the last thing I'll say you brought up the best point in the roster, the way it's scaled. Out, I get that you want like the best of the best, but I mean, like we have so many isolation scores and the rules that they play with are a lot different than the NBA, than, than the NBA. Excuse me. There, you can have a lot more contact. You, um, you know, you don't get the, you don't get the gimme calls that you get in the NBA. And the fact that we're just trying to play, isolation ball that's that's what i'm getting from from twitter like i said i didn't see the game but i talked to you about it like you have to move the basketball all these european teams they have shooters all over the floor everyone can shoot typically for uh the european players you see that in the nba so it's just like you give damian lillard durant you are just been allowed to go one on three like you're not going to win that way now the talent is still good enough that they can probably play isolation ball and probably medal in this tournament if not gold but if you look at past highlights, like you brought up, they they play defense and they ran on transition. Apparently, this team can't stop anybody because they lost two games in uh, in uh, in the before this all counted, and they just lost the French. I think if I'm counting correctly, they've lost three out of their last four games. Team USA, Is that correct?
0: Yeah, they had some games canceled for COVID, so I mean, I think they only played three warm up games because they had all those COVID issues. But yeah, regardless, Mm -hmm. I mean – yeah, it's just not good at all, you know, Ben. So definitely it was extremely pissed off watching this game in the morning. I'm just going to say this. First off, Popovich's comments, if anything, made it worse. I read everything and watched the uh, interview just because I was mad and wanted to look for any more reason to be mad at Popovich. But he's a complete jackass with his comments. He just sounds so freaking stupid saying every single comment he said. Like, I wanted to slap the shit out of him listening to him say them. Like, it was embarrassing. Like, he's trying to, like – Say we shouldn't take these teams lightly. I'm like, dude, you're handed a team full of you're handed an NBA All Star team. I don't even think he could make the playoffs Better. with them in an NBA 82 game season with how bad he coached them.
1: Well, who's the who's the rest of coaching staff? Because I know another clown that's on the roster.
0: Yeah, Lloyd Pierce is another coach. To them also. Yeah, me and Bam were texting back and forth. And we have said we don't think Lloyd Pierce could could get out of the lottery with this team. Like that's how I mean, bad that well, is.
1: I mean, here's the thing. I know that Lloyd Pierce. And I believe his mentor was Popovich. I'm, I might be wrong on that, but I thought Lloyd Pierce had worked under Popovich for the Spurs for I know he worked for, for under the Sixers, but regardless, like I, I don't understand. I, I get it. Like Lloyd Pierce seems like he's a great guy, a great man, stands up for the right things. Um was, you know, especially being in Atlanta, he was he was big on social change. I get that. He got fired from an NBA head coaching job. How does that qualify you to coach team USA? I don't understand that. A guy that couldn't keep a job in the NBA gets to coach in the Olympics. How that's a bigger stage, is it not? So he got, if anything, he got promoted. Yeah. From Atlanta. No, ex- <laughs> I mean, exactly.
0: And I'm not even sure if it's still Grant Hill who's the one in charge of putting together this roster, but this roster doesn't even make sense. So I mean, I mean it, you have
1: well, deb- I'll say this though people do decline. A, a lot of people decline.
0: Yeah. But regardless, but regardless of the guys who decline,
1: LeBron's I'm sure, too busy making a movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand like the big name guys, but I'm for sure that De'Aaron Fox or John ja Morant would want to play for the team. I mean, Trey young even tweeted stately saying that he wasn't so extended an offer and he would have loved to play. Exactly. And both yeah. those guys would literally be perfect for this team. I mean, the other, uh, the horrible, the other horrible, like in game coaching decision that, that Pop didn't make is he didn't put the per- current best perimeter defender in the league. I mean, you have Drew Holiday, the best perimeter defender in the league, and you didn't even put him on Fournier I mean, he made Devin Booker wish that he wasn't even playing in the finals. I mean, he would have made Evan Foyner wish that he had just stayed back in the States and not even made the trip to Tokyo. But I mean, why yeah. is that? Like, why is Zach Levine even on the team? You know what I mean? Let alone in the game in the fourth quarter. It makes zero sense. Like, he didn't even try to put the ball in the hands. Like, I don't understand why they weren't running action off bam and draymond letting them be the passers because they're actually really good passers for their positions like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it just made absolutely no sense so like damian lillard is the only pure point guard on the team and i would say damian lillard is like is he's like not a deep, he's not a pure point he's guard. like what nelson Cruz is to the mlb or like jd martinez they just go up there and hit home runs you know what i mean he just goes up there and shoots 30 foot three pointers and hits them like he doesn't get other people involved but he's the only actual point guard on yeah. the team yeah, so anyway, that's enough of ranching about yeah. team USA. I mean I'll
1: I'll have I'll have we're, to watch next
0: yeah, we'll i to watch
1: next game to see if adjustments are made. But the fact that you were just saying the Drew Holiday
0: Well, next game's on at uh twelve forty uh AM my time, so eleven forty your time. I might stay up and watch the game. I'm on the fence of I want to stay up and watch the game, let's put it that way. I might have stayed up a little too late last night watching Luca play too last night i stayed up of a turn that the game started at twelve forty. i watched like the first like five minutes and fell asleep woke up with the tv on still so i attempted to watch it at least but yeah that's enough ranting about it now we'll bring this back up when we don't win gold and then we'll go off again about greg popovich i wish greg popovich had twitter because i'd have tweeted at him until he blocked me yesterday that's how triggered i was but anyway um, let's talk about something that's maybe a little bit more of a lighter note here, Ben. And that is uh Texas and Oklahoma. It actually is kind of perfect that we waited till today to bring this topic up because they officially decided to not extend their uh their their contracts with um the big 12 network and with like the ESP and big 12 affiliate and everything, all their media contracts, it didn't extend them. So basically opens the door for them to leave the big 12 in 2025. I mean, what do you think this, like what impact do you think this has on the sec and on college football and college sports in general?
1: Yeah, well, it, it's a little weird to me that people, I guess it's just because it's the first sport that's coming up or uh, that's on deck, but it seems like people are only really focusing on the impact of college football, but like, they're not moving for football. Like, they're moving for everything. So it, this is, I mean, it's going to take time. I, I have no idea what the format's going to look like. I don't even know what it, the options are, to be honest with you. I don't know if you do a merger with, with the conferences. I don't know if you like, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, I, I wish I had some kind of ideas, but I don't really think, anyone does i think people are just tossing rumors out there like this is what it could look like and and i'm trying not to to buy in or read into any of that because i I don't care what everyone thinks it could look like i'm interested in what it is going to look like and Mm -hmm. that's going to take some time to figure out so i'll I'll wait to see what it looks like at the end but here's what i know the sec makes a lot of money right now They're, they're probably top two if i had to assume in conferences in uh how much money they bring in between that and the big 10 you bring in Texas is one of the biggest money-making schools out of all the colleges you put them in the same conference with Alabama. I mean, this, the sec is, is, is making some moolah. I mean, <laughs> Texas is going to be the top owner in the sec. I mean, they, they already out. They already are if they were in the sec now. So it, I think the outlook, it, People are gonna have to be patient I, I don't know like I've seen rumors of pods I've seen rumors of merger like I, I, it's hard to have an opinion of what it could look like I, I just know that it the format it, in the way the sport is is played recruited mm-hmm. everything it's going to be changed because of this so I would expect other teams to maybe try and get out of their deals as well I mean I don't I, I honestly haven't read much into it I think I think the Longhorn Network, which launched I don't know probably a little bit less than a decade or, or maybe around a decade, I, I don't think it's been as successful as, as people once thought it would have been. And mm-hmm. so I think that's part of why Texas wants a new like TV deal because maybe they're not successful with it. I, I don't know. I mean like do you, have you read have you seen anything that seems true? I, I just keep seeing a lot of fake news I feel like other than that they're going to be out. Of
0: the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, I'd say everything points to it, mostly just because, like, look, I honestly thought it happened at first, and then I realized it hadn't happened already. That like it was like rumored, and that nobody really knew what was going on. But the way I look at it is, all the big like media guys for college football, like Danny Cannell, like Trey Wingo, um, I mean, all the big ESPN guys, even even just like sports guys, you know, Ryan Russillo. All these guys are basically tweeting out like it's already happened pretty much even jay billis so like at this point i just assume that it's pretty much as good as done especially with the news that came out today wouldn't you i mean wouldn't you say just based off the reactions we've seen out of all the big espn guys and all the big like college football like like uh personalities that you would think it's done i can't hear you ben
1: Oh, you're, you're muted. You muted yourself. There we go. Sorry about, sorry about that. I was double muted. Um, I would say it seems like it's being finalized, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's something that like, I don't think you're going to see Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC in 2022. Like, I I don't think stuff like this big picture can happen in a snap of the fingers. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like I, I feel like whenever their contract is up, I feel like the following year is when they'll join the SEC. I don't think, I, basically what I'm saying is this is so big picture that the, that Texas and Oklahoma leaving, I, it's going to be a chain effect. I think, I, I think other, other teams are like, what are you going to do with the rest of the big 12? losing um, their right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, the rest of the big 12 is going to completely fall apart. You know, I, I would assume that the PAC 12 will take, maybe a team or two the ACC will take a team or two the um the Big Ten will take some teams you know the uh um the AAC might take some teams you know I just think back so many times like I don't know if I'd really talk to you much about this but I know i tweeted about it a few times i always felt like the big 10 you know or the big the big 12 at that point i mean they were they're sitting on 10 teams i mean why would they not reach out to houston i mean houston had proved that they had a comparable football program and they're really good at basketball so i mean that conference is probably the best conference there is at basketball so i mean they would have fit right in there with all that and then on top of that i mean what about like a t- like a, like ucf for example ucf's really good at sports you know football and everything and it also gives you access to the state of florida for recruiting you know like reach out of the zone a little if you don't want to do that maybe Memphis Memphis is is a historically great basketball program I mean they put so many guys in the NFL over the last few years I just felt like I mean even SMU maybe I mean that might be a little bit of a reach but you know I mean the, the AAC had a couple talented teams that you could go in there and snag I mean UConn's football program is a complete joke but I mean their basketball program definitely isn't they maybe even would have been a decent add to the conference you know so I just feel like that there's so many teams they could have gone out there and added to do something about this and I just I feel like they've been kind of been sitting in limbo and something is going to have happened, you know, for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it it's t- it's tough to, like, navigate through this with, mm-hmm. with everything happening because there's going to be a massive makeshift. I mean, you would assume, right? I don't think they're just going to let the Big 12 try and survive on its own. I don't think it really will. And mm-hmm. if that dismantles, then, you know, I don't know. Like, are they going to have just – a couple different conferences and just have like a mega conference. I, is the SEC getting more teams? I mean, yeah. What the heck is gonna? Ha- I don't know. Like, and here's the thing with like travel. So it's like, I mean, like there. I mean, Oklahoma obviously there's A and M and Missouri really close to them. But like, you're traveling to the East Coast for most of these schools, which isn't that far. But my point is like, what happens if like, I don't know. What if a California school moves? What if like. I don't know. I mean, this isn't a great example, but like West Virginia, what if they joined the ACC? I mean, they're pretty close to most of those schools, but what, what if like, I don't know. I, I hate what if stuff, you know, I hate hypotheticals, but I don't know. Like what, what if a California school joined the big 10? I mean, you're, you're logging some miles through a plane. Yeah. You're not close. You're not conferences are for the most part based on geography. If people haven't figured that out by now, Missouri is a little outlier for the SEC, but it worked. It, I mean, it's worked. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what well, I don't know what what's going to happen at all with college sports. I think they'll figure out a way to spin this and and change the game to make it for the better eventually. But I, I mean, I could see the first couple of years of like a merger or whatever happens being just like so chaotic.
0: No, I agree with you completely, Ben. I think there's utter and total chaos going on right now in college football. So I think we do just... with schedules.
1: Schedules for sports come out years in advance more yeah. more so for more so for football that's that's really football but like i could look up right now who alabama is opening up with in the 2024 season
0: yeah see but- i i really do think that it's going to come down to like for example, like the, I think the Big Ten is going to go bye-bye unless that they you – know, Big easily, 12, Big 12. Yeah, the Big 12 is going to go bye-bye unless they pretty much end up adding like the entire AAC to their conference pretty much. But I think you, for like you said, you know, like I think we'll end up seeing teams like West Virginia, probably like Texas Tech, probably Baylor, and maybe like one other team get added to the ACC, you know. So I think we'll see a lot of moving around these teams. I, I mean, I even saw rumors that the SEC is going after Florida State and uh, Clemson as well. Wow, so. Decent. So, I mean, who knows? There's a lot to come, but it definitely is crazy. The good news is, though, Ben, it won't happen until 2025 if it happens. So, we'll have a lot of time to make sense of everything between now and then. So, that is a nice thing. Um, Anyway, guys, football, college football is coming up soon. Me and Ben's season previews will be coming to you all very, very soon. We got some big news for all that stuff, so buckle up. We got a lot coming from that, but – we also have a lot coming with the NBA draft, which is coming up on Thursday night. Me and Ben will, of course, be giving you guys a mock draft podcast. Um, that will be awesome, so I'm excited for that. But before then, we got to do a little talking here. So, Ben, right before we hopped on, obviously, there was a trade that just went down in the NBA. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans ma- ended up making a trade, which I don't know if you'll follow me on Twitter or not, if you, do follow, if you don't follow me at TP3Bets, but... It's a trade that I am not a fan of, to say the least here. So this trade, um, it, it consisted of Memphis sending Valanchunas in number 17 pick and I believe a second round pick to um, they sent those. To the Pelicans in return, they received the numbers the number uh, 10 overall pick. And then they basically they received a Lakers future first round pick that's um, first that's top 10 protected, and they ate the contracts of one of my favorite players for everyone who's been listening to this podcast to rip on Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Now I've been I was when when Bledsoe was in Milwaukee before Milwaukee actually became good. I always said paying Bledsoe'd be the worst thing Milwaukee could ever do. They finally got rid of him, so I don't. I, you know, you weren't along for a lot of that ride, Ben. But I've always been a very big anti Eric Bledsoe guy. Now rumors have come out that they're not that Bledsoe's is not actually going to play for them. I mean, I don't know who the hell is going to come in here and trade for Eric Bledsoe and his twenty million dollars. I mean, if I'm a GM and someone someone said said to me that I had to take Bledsoe's contract on, I would laugh in their faces. So if I had to guess based off this trade. There's someone that that um, Memphis really, really wants at that 10th overall pick. I have no idea who it could be. Um, I've heard a lot of good news around these foreign guys. I don't know too much about them, obviously, just because I've been able to watch them play. But I've heard a lot of good things about them. So my thinking is it's probably one of those guys that Memphis has their eye on. But, I mean... It, it just seems like a stupid trade to me here. You downgrade a center. Yeah. You move up on the, on the draft board, but I mean, I guess Memphis, there's has to be somebody here that Memphis has worked out that they're just like absolutely in love with. And they have to have.
1: Well, are you, which way are you saying they downgraded? Valanchunas is better than Adams or Adams is better than Valentinus?
0: No, Valanchunas is 20 times better than Adams. And I yeah. mean, Bledsoe's horrible. So.
1: Yeah. I, I thought you were maybe thinking Adams was better. I was like, Val I like Valanchunas a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like for the for the Pelicans aspect of this trade. Oh, I steal. like I like that Valanciunas allow I, I Valentinus fits in their offense a little, not even a little bit. He fits better than Adams because he can even he can shoot a little bit. He's not a great three point shooter, but he's a lot better at spacing the floor compared to Adams. Adams is just going to clog the paint up. Paint up, excuse me. Um, and when you have a guard like Lonza, who's a better slasher than shooter. Um, Ingram who can hit threes, but loves the mid range, loves the paint to post up area. I I think it was just a little too clogged in the paint. It it just didn't really work out. I thought Adams would have been good when the Pelicans got him just because he would improve their defense. Well, their defense was the worst in the NBA. So that didn't, that didn't help out. The Pelicans still need to improve the defense because Valanciunas is not a great defender. Um, Mm -hmm. but the fact that they, Cleared up, Bledsoe and Stephen Adams's contract. I, I didn't. I didn't look at the full details. Are are the Grizzlies paying both of those contracts in full?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way they can get out of them. They would have to pay them both in full. Besides, Valanciunas had a pretty healthy contract too. That was why you had to go on so, the deal.
1: So I'll wait to see what Bledsoe gets flipped for if he is flipped, and or Adams to give like my grade on this actual trade. I mean, mm-hmm. as of now, it's. It's, it's an A-plus uh, – or not an A-plus. It's 100% leaning towards the Pelicans. But we'll see what they can get for Bledsoe. Um, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge fan of him either. I mean, he's not a bad player. I, I think for his contract, it kind of makes him a bad player. It's just – it's a weird trade if if they sit still on it. If they flip one out of the two, then I think it's fine. Um, I, I like Adams better in Memphis than I do – in uh new orleans but once again the grizzlies don't shoot a lot of threes they're a team that loves the paint mm-hmm. and they're bringing in a guy that doesn't leave the paint so that it, it'll be interesting to see that adams is a very good pick and roll player which which sits well with dylan brooks's game and it sits well with john Morant's game and, and some of those players but I, i'm gonna wait till i see what they can get for for blood um We'll see if they get a player, or if they just kind of try and go young and get a and get a wing, you know, something like that. So I'll wait and see. But I'm kind of with you. Or my my first gut reaction is it uh, is Memphis. Uh, I'm I'm scratching my head a little bit why you would want blood so in that contract. But you mentioned they might flip them, so we'll see what they do.
0: Yeah, I could actually see Eric Bledsoe somehow ending up at the Lakers. He's a clutch sports guy, so you know, could definitely see him ending up there. But yeah, I would Good give call. I would give David Griffin though, like an A plus plus here for doing this, because I mean, he clearly messed up extending Stephen Adams' contract and even trading for him to begin with. He clearly messed up. Tr- I mean, he kind of had to eat eat Bledsoe in that holiday deal to get all those first round picks. So. You know, I got to give David Griffin a shout out for actually, you know, kind of doing something here to salvage everything. And I'm, I like how, too, he kind of has, you know, taken Zion's side here. But, Ben, you know what? We got to give people a little bit of advice here just for the upcoming NBA offseason. The first thing I want to tell everybody is any rumor you read or see on Twitter, unless it is tweeted by Adrian Wojnarowski
1: Or Shams or Shams, yeah, whatever. It yeah, means. or
0: Shams, Carn- Carnikia, I think that's how you pronounce it. Don't believe it. Listen, there's so much stuff that you're going to read on Twitter. There's so much stuff you're going to read. If it doesn't happen within 30 minutes, if, if you read it and it says it's an hour ago or 45 minutes ago, it's probably not going to happen, guys. So I want to go ahead and tell you guys that to begin with. The second thing is I actually have read, though, from Woj retweeted it. NBA GMs say there's going to be a crazy amount of trading this offseason. I mean, we've seen everything with Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal floating out there. I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen this offseason, guys. It's going to be absolutely crazy, insane. Me and Ben are going to be strapped in. The only thing we're really going to try to predict for you guys is the draft. After that, at that point, we're just going to be strapped in, seeing what kind of craziness is going to happen. The one thing I will say, Ben, that I don't buy in on, I don't care what anybody says. I don't think the Knicks are in on anybody this offseason. I mean, what do they have to trade?
1: Well, depends on what young guys they want to give up. They have some young pieces that people would want. People would, people would take Mitchell Robinson. People would take Emmanuel quickly. Those types of players. People would take those guys.
0: Nerland, yeah, but, Noel. Yeah, but those Unless guys are free, not enough. You know, yeah, but those guys are not enough, you know, to lure a Damian Lillard-type player away. I mean, they're enough to get a decent player, but they're not going to get you Damian Lillard.
1: No, probably not, but you never know. I, I mean, I, Lillard's going to be hard to trade, like, if it was actually true that he requested a trade, because according to him, it wasn't. So I mean, we'll see. I, basketball is it's it's probably the most fake news sport that you see on social media in terms of oh yeah acquisitions, trades and everything like that. Um it's it's a roller coaster to follow. That's why I root for a team that doesn't get any big name free agents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um It's going to – it definitely will be weird and interesting to see what happens. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Brad Beal and Westbrook are on the move again to see if Westbrook has another new team. Um, Chris Paul maybe. Yeah, Chris Paul. Who knows if he'll re-sign with Phoenix or not. Um, That's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, there's so many different guys here to see what can really happen. I mean, Kawhi, they said – wasn't going to stick around. I said he is. Yeah. I've heard that Kuzma and KCP have been and Schroeder have been dangled in front of every single team in the league. Nobody really wants them and is biting on them, you know? So, I mean, he there's Kuzma's really
1: house in LA is for sale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did see that actually. I mean, not a bad move by Kuzma though. I can't blame him there. Um, other than that, though, Ben, with the NBA draft coming up and everything on Thursday night, obviously we'll get into where we think like people will be picked exactly and whatnot. Do you think we'll see crazy amounts of trading on draft night?
1: Um, I, I do think we'll see trades on draft night. I don't think it'll be crazy. I think the the crazy part will be after the draft in the offseason. Um, I, I think teams will start to shape shift their rosters the way they want. Um, but draft night, it's, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't expect a ton of, like, trades on draft night unless it's, like, your pick is on the clock and you trade that back or something like that. But um, you don't see a ton of teams, like, trading up like you do in the NFL. You don't see that a ton in the NBA. So I, I think it'll just be more, like, big-name players on the move versus, like, little moves that are made during the draft. Uh, you know, You know what I mean?
0: No, I agree with you completely on that one. I think it'll be mostly – you know, things like that. Do you think there's going to be a trade into the, but do you think a team in the top five will trade out? Yes. Uh... Say that again. You broke up a little bit.
1: Cleveland, where the cat's picking. I forgot about them. Yeah. So I think they're the most likely team to trade. Um, I I don't think they even know what they want to do at, at you know on the date of uh of uh July twenty sixth. I, I don't think they know what they want for their future. Uh, there's like you brought up, there's rumors. I don't know if I believe them, but we don't know if they want Sexton as their future. Um, so it's interesting. Um, it's 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 I don't understand why they wouldn't want Sexton. Um. But that's what loser franchises do.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I I think the Cavs, what they do depends a lot on if Evan Mobley goes goes at the second pick. If Evan Mobley's there, Cavs take him for sure. If he gets drafted, that opens the door wide open for just about anything possible to happen with that pick there. Um, I actually think the Magic at five are the team more likely to trade their pick. I'm not going to reveal who I think they're going to trade their pick to because I have that in my mock draft um my mock draft is complete by the way guys so Ben have you completed your mock draft
1: not yet it will be by tomorrow though
0: okay love that yeah you know guys so I mean Sexton could be on the move which me and Ben both obviously think is a dumb move it's not just Ben being an Alabama homer I totally completely agree with Ben on Sexton's talent I think it's a very foolish move here by the Cavs so we'll see if that ends up actually happening and taking place um Ben do you think there's gonna be a guy who's gonna be a multi-time all-star that is drafted outside of the lottery?
1: Hmm. I'm going to say, yeah, because I don't think it's, it's not where you're, I mean, it's the cliche, but it's not where you're drafted. It's what you do with your position. And I think there's guys that have a chance, um, you know, to get drafted by a better team and start their career as a role player. And then eventually can turn into more of a franchise player, regardless if it's, if it's a trade or if it's, they just kind of move their way up with that team. But yeah, I mean, There's players that we've seen – I mean, like, for example, this player is still getting better and better, and I loved what I saw from him last year, Mm -hmm. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks has a very good chance to make an all-star team very soon in his career, I would say, or I would like to add as well. So, you know, there's players – in Memphis is not – I don't believe they're in the lottery, didn't they? Yeah, they're on the lottery, or maybe they're in the back half of it. So there's teams like, you know, the farther you get out of the lottery, there's the playoff teams. So I'm going to say yes.
0: I like where your head's at there, Ben. Um, yeah, I a mean, lot there's, of talent, there,
1: there's a lot of talent in this draft coming up, a lot of depth.
0: Yeah, no, there, de- there definitely is a lot of talent and depth in this draft. I think it's extremely top heavy. But at the same time, I'm going to agree with you. You know, I think there definitely there's always guys who are drafted outside the lottery that are all stars. So I think there definitely is going to be someone in this draft who ultimately is. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, good young guys in this draft class that we're going to be looking back on and whatnot and be talking about for a long time to come. Um Don't really have too many other questions for you on this podcast. Ben figured we keep it nice, short, and sweet, you know, talk about some general stuff. We'll keep it strictly the draft. I mean, I mean, guys, who knows how long we're going to talk on our mock draft on the next one. So, you know, I figured we'd do this one just to kind of, you know, get all of our other stuff. Cause I mean, we definitely had to talk about the SEC. We definitely had to talk about team USA and Ben, what's the other thing you wanted to talk about?
1: Well, it's kind of breaking news just of the last couple hours, but, I mean, I guess there are rumors, but, like, Aaron Rodgers is working on a deal with the Green Bay Packers, according to Adam Schefter and other sources, to where he's going to play this coming season in Green Bay, and they're basically going to grant his wishes to let him go freely after that. Is That's what I read and, and understood from that. Is that what you got?
0: That is what I read and understood as well Ben. I'm actually glad you brought that up. I'm meant to bring that up but I forgot about it. But yeah, let's why don't we go ahead and talk about that as, honestly. It's been a short podcast, so you know, we got time to talk about it. First off Ben, I'm proud of us for not wasting our time like other sports talk shows talking about the same story. But yeah, I think that definitely is about what's what pretty much what's going to go on here in Green Bay. I think Rodgers is making the right move by sucking it up and coming to play for the Packers one last time. But I'm going to say this Ben, I'm waiting for the new odds to come out and then get updated so I can just go more on the Vikings to win this division. I'm all in on the Vikings. I think green Bay is going to have locker room problems out the ass. I don't think this is going to end well for them. What say you?
1: I don't hate the Vikings pick to win it all. Um, you, you know, you texted me that a little while ago talking about it is it, your main reason because you don't think Rogers
0: Well, I think there's going to be turmoil in Green Bay's locker room. Things are going to fall apart a little bit. So I think that definitely helps a lot. But also my other reasonings, too, is this was the youngest defense in the league last year. I think Zimmer is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think he's so underrated with everything. Yeah, Zimmer's a great coach, I think. Um I think they have a, have a lot of good offensive weapons, a lot of good pieces. They have a lot of guys returning, but they added Patrick Peterson, they get Daniil Hunter back and other guys back on the defensive line that they lost at the beginning of the season last year. I mean this defense their numbers got better as the season went on. They barely missed the playoffs last year. Look, out of the teams that make the playoffs, usually only about 40% of them go back. Fortunately, I don't think it's green. I think it's green Bay's time to fall out.
1: Okay. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm just, I mean, like, like a lot of people, I'm a massive Aaron Rodgers fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I I won't doubt that man for anything that he does. So we'll see though. I I think if there's a team that didn't make the playoffs, it has the best chance to make the playoffs. I agree with you that the Vikings are high on that list. hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, You know, they, they lost a lot of uh, front seven members of that defense last year, pretty early on. You add that with, I, I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't both of their cornerbacks rookies or second-year players?
0: Yeah, they were both rookies, actually.
1: Yeah, so as Falcon fans, you and I know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. the, Falcons, the Falcons have had a very young secondary the past couple of years, just basically replacing a second-year guy with a rookie uh, in their, in their uh, secondary. So, listen, you're going to struggle. It's the National Football League. Veteran quarterbacks are going to take advantage of, of rookies. I don't know... I agree with you on the fact that they're playmakers. They have a very, very, very good skill set core. I think Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins is average. I don't think he's bad, but I think he's an average quarterback. I think Dalvin Cook is an incredible running back. I think Phelan is an incredible wide receiver. And Jordan Jefferson had an incredible rookie season that I mean he looked he was he was an unbelievable player every year in college, so I would assume he, he doesn't have that much of a sophomore slump. And they have Irv Smith, who I think is a very capable tight end, who's about to get his first real chance at being tight end number one because yep. he kind of played behind Kyle Rudolph. So, listen, their skill set is absolutely there. Um, I'm, I'm I'm high on the Vikings, but not high, as high as you are on the Vikings. I think they're really good. They just got to put it all together. Um, I, they're kind of like the Browns. I think the Browns are better. Um, but they're kind of like the Browns and the talent is there, but can they put it all together? And they, they have very untrustworthy quarterbacks. I think I, I would honestly say Kirk cousins is more reliable than Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you, at least what I've seen so far in their careers. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think the Browns are going to be the team. I might be the highest on, but I don't know how much I could trust Baker Mayfield. He's like a week to week quarterback.
0: Um, you know what, since we don't have anything else to talk about, might as well get into it. Look, I am through the roof high on the Browns. this NFL season. Are you? I just feel like they're going to break through this year. You know, I feel like Baker's on the cusp. I feel like they have so much talent. They added Clowney. Now they have Miles Garrett. See, they've had all these young guys that have been kind of learning and developing. And I feel like that they finally gotten into the stage. They need to, I mean, they gave Kansas city a run for their money in that game. Honestly. And you know, like, I think Nick Chubb is going to be the best running back in the NFL this season. I think they're going to run that, the ball.
1: That was the, that was the game. Mahomes got hurt. Right. Or am I wrong?
0: Yeah. That's the Chad Henney game where Chad Henney saved him. Yeah. You're right. I completely forgot that that even happened in the game. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah. So, I mean, this Browns team had an opportunity. They had a chance to go to the super bowl, you know? So, I really feel like the Browns take the next step here this season. You know, it's tough to get back. I mean, I want to think Kansas City and Mahomes can do it for a third time. I might be a fool for doubting them, but – I am going to doubt him. I think this is the Browns year, man. This division's gotten weaker. Pittsburgh has offensive line troubles, big Ben's too old. They have no QB depth behind him. I mean, on top of that, Tomlin might be on the way out. If things don't go well for Pittsburgh, I mean, the Ravens, they're still going to, still know how to beat Lamar Jackson at the end of the day. And then obviously the Bengals. I mean, that defense is absolutely atrocious. So, you know, I feel like this could be the Browns time.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a tough division. I, I, I was really high on Pittsburgh as soon as they drafted national Harris. I think it was a little bit too much of a gut reaction for me, but yeah. I mean, that's never a franchise that you should ever count out. They're always going to be competitive, especially under Tomlin. Um, it's, it does scare me the offensive line, especially because big Ben doesn't can't, can't move, but he is hard to bring down. Um, I mean, the Ravens, the Ravens defense is, is something special. It's, their secondary is, quite honestly, it's ridiculous how good they are. So it's a tough division, but we'll see. I think whoever – the, assuming this team gets two uh, – uh, assuming this division gets two teams in the playoffs, the wild card team is not a team I want to play because, in my mind, it's, it's either going to be the Browns or the Ravens with the Steelers have a slim chance at that, and I wouldn't want to play any of those teams.
0: No, not at all. I would not want to play any of those teams in the playoffs either, Ben great point by you there once again um anyway guys we're gonna have nfl season preview podcast coming out as well for y'all we're about to be put in the work it's about that time nfl free i mean nba free agency nfl season college football season previews so much good stuff coming for y'all we appreciate everyone who tuned in today's podcast and we will talk to y'all again soon